Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the 44th episode of the Cracked Die podcast. I'm your host and GM, Sean, and I just want to take a moment to pop in and check on everyone. All right, how's everyone doing? Right, great. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh. Okay. Well, let's talk about our recent commercials that we've been putting out. So recently, we haven't been doing commercials like we used to. We've been dropping some history knowledge on everyone. Now, I've been writing these and I find them very interesting as I hope it gives you guys a better context of what has happened in the world of Galarian in the past and up to where our heroes are adventuring now. But we are very interested to hear what you guys all think out there. So please feel free to email us at show at the com. Now, this is just a reminder that on Saturday, July 18th at 1 p.m. live on twitch.tv slash the Cracked Die, Matt, who plays Twin Talon on the show, will be running myself, Haya, and two new castmates through our third Pathfinder Society adventure module. We just got to become affiliates on Twitch, and we are super excited. So thank you to everyone who's tuned in so far, and we hope to see you on Saturday for our third part of this adventure. All right. With everything that our heroes have been going through, elephant people, things being turned to stone, all of that, let's get to the table and see what our intrepid heroes do this week. Welcome to the 44th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Hooray numbers! <laughs> Look at us go. I need a fact check on that. <laughs> Yeah, we messed up a couple numbers early on, but we'll we'll figure it out eventually. We'll learn to count. Yeah. Uh, I don't have high hopes for that. Probably not, you know. <laughs> Math has never been our strong suit. Nope. <laughs> it has not. Neither has has been playing Pathfinder either. Oh. Point. Points. What is this podcast about? I don't know. Elephant it's just, people. It's just us assuming other people like to listen to us talk and make really bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Ten out of eleven doctors recommend us to their patients. <laughs> and want to fall asleep, right? Yep. I have been told we are great for soothing children to go to bed. Um, Why would you let your children listen to this? I don't know, but hush, they're one of our patrons. One of our patrons. I think he's too oh. young to understand language. Okay. Wait, what? Uh, okay. I'm not kidding. Fudge. I, I have fudge, been told. Fudge, fudge, fudge. Yes, yeah, I have been yeah. told. That we are a bedtime story for children. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I feel like we might I'm be sorry, a... I have such a, uh, a sailor when it comes to swearing. Yeah, yeah. At we, best, I can't... we're a cautionary tale rather than a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt might have it right. <laughs> We've got what every bedtime story needs. You know, death, slavery, destruction, uh, murder, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. You know? That dream sequence. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everything is <sighs> Previously on the Cracked Die Podcast All our heroes met some kobolds After peacefully discussing what was going on with them They let the kobolds leave However, Renuli, upon her return Told our heroes about some humans that had been turned into a statues Eventually, our heroes 
found the elephant people, managed to calm the elephants, and save a person. He then gave them more information about what was going on around here. All heroes have now camped for the evening and are now about to set off on their journey. Where will they go? What will they find? Will they find the gold mines? Find out the answers to these questions and more on this episode of The Correct Die Podcast. You guys just made peace with the elephant people and had a lovely night sleeping. You learned that there's a, like, people were turned to stone by something. Kobolds are running from the mines. Uh, you were attacked by some living sap. Nearly killed everyone. You guys wake up the next morning after a s resting where the elephant people were. And where are you guys going? You still have a lot of this map to explore. We do. So I was listening back to an older episode, and the elves were originally slaves in a gold mine. Yes, one of the one of the elves. Okay, but I I totally forgot that last time when the kobolds were talking about like stealing elven gold in the mines and stuff. I think we all kind of thought that somehow the elves had a mine, but I think that they were yeah. possibly slaves in the past at the mine. Um, not that that helps us to know where to go, but everyone we talked to just pointed vaguely east and and closed their eyes and told us to go that way. So I'm guessing that's where we should go. All right. Uh, do we know sure. who they were slaves to? The Cinderclaws. I think they... Cinderclaws, they, yeah. That I think yeah, we established. They clearly stated Cinderclaws. I, I meant the elves. Sorry. Not the oh. oh, the same. elves? Yeah, you can assume the same. Well, because I thought that that's why when we talked to uh, so after the big hunt at the elven camp there was a conversation with I think Pond Watcher and the hunt leader Akosa was it Akosa? Jahasi, I think. No, Akosa uh, yeah yeah no never mind sorry yeah and he had said that he had had a bow and he had um, I think he was a slave in the gold mines of the cinder claws um, and he had he had like had his bow and he pledged to kill them all but he gave it to pond watcher if he would promise to basically take up the crusade against them pond watcher was like well i like magic bows and that's what i'm here to do for anyway so uh <laughs> andy bowie crazy um, so and then also uh jahasi almost got his like throat cut fighting them or something like that's why but yeah, I totally forgot that when we were here and they're talking about gold mines last time. You know, I'm beginning to think these center claws are bad news. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we should give them a chance. Maybe Not give them like sure. 20 or 30 episodes. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> but anyway, I would so say let's northeast. let's go straight east. Yeah. yeah. We have to go north or southeast. I would guess northeast just because it's by the river. And then we can send um, uh, Spider Woman southeast. Yeah. Yeah. That sound good? So we can cover two tiles like we did before. As you move to the is that northeast, how are you all moving? Let's let's start with that. How are you guys moving that way? Quintal will avoid notice. Good. Brianna will defend. Defend. Avoid notice. Okay. Probably investigate like usual. Okay. That means keeping an eye out. All right. Avoid notice. So I'm gonna make some rolls real quick. Can you roll a twenty for me, please? Mm -hmm. Same. Be great. Well, especially Temid, since Temid's the one that has to actually see something. The rest of us have our eyes closed, walking really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I send Jasper up 
to kind of stop him above? Uh, yeah. I'll give you a bonus to your roll. Okay. He'd probably be helping Temid more than me, but... I'll give a bonus to Temid's roll. Hey, look, it's my favorite scary bird thing. <laughs> I would be scared to let him go in this jungle. Just all the critters out there we don't know about. I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere too far. He's just going a little higher, right? Just to give a little aerial surveillance. Yeah. Yeah. If he dies, she'll just make another one. I'll be sad, and it'll take a little while, but yeah, I can make another Jasper. Jasper too. You guys travel through the course of the day. It's hot, but you don't see anything weird or suspicious. Renuli joins you all, and she says, uh, there's nothing over there. There's more, another river, so if we need more water, we can go that way, but everything seemed empty and clear. So you all bed down for the night taking turns at watch like you have been. Can I get a survival check from Temid to see how well you... Everybody help me, please. Oh, yeah. And anyone who wants to help, set up a camp. Pond... I can try. Pond Watcher doesn't. Pond Watcher with a 16. Oh, I got a 19! Oh, no. I don't have any bonuses. Oh. So it... um, I got a 14, I got a... so I don't think I can help. Sorry. <laughs> Went down, got a 21, so I give you a plus one. All right, so I got a total of 18 with a natural six. Um, so that would be 19, and then plus the gear is another two for us, right? Is that yeah. true? Well, it doesn't matter because I think we need to hit like 32 for it to be a crit success. So, but I think we succeeded if I'm not mistaken. Well, if 32 is a crit success, then 22 would be a regular success. Right. So you do succeed. It is a regular success. You set up your camp for the night. Oh, wait, no, no. We we have a total of 21. Oh, wait. 19. Because a 19 from Twin Talon, I mean, plus one from Twin Talon, oh. <laughs> gives me a 19 total, and then plus two from the gear. Um, 21. Fudge. Is that a success or a failure? That is a failure. Okay, so we're real sure what the DC is in this point. So I need everyone. Can Jeff make a No. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody needs to make a fortitude save. Oh boy. Oh dear. Oh. Rihanna with 31. 25, okay. <laughs> Natural got... 20. 33 for Twin Talent. Natural 1 for me. Oh no. Natural 1 for me also. 14. Oh, oh no. no. Drinking, buddy. What were you drinking? Uh, well, we found some pond water. Yeah, you definitely found. Pond water, found pond water. And silver with a sixteen. Yep. All right, you guys wake up the next morning. It's uh, feel a little, little, little worse for wear, but overall you're okay. I don't believe you. <laughs> I feel like those forty says were bullshit then. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Unless the onset is days rather than hours. Ooh. Oh, I'm glad I rolled a 33. <laughs> yeah. What, 25? It's got to come for something. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just mean that if it's days, it's typically like real bad. Like in a day, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, my leg fell off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably forget. Gonna... So it's okay. <laughs> That's true. Hey, wait a minute. All right. So That's surprisingly next accurate. <laughs> Which way are you guys headed? Uh, I would vote same as yesterday. We go northeast and she goes southeast. Sure. Okay. Works. Don't forget that you know directly north of you guys is where people were turned to stone. Yeah, no. No, we don't want to poke around. Get on the map. I, I don't want to get turned to stone. Okay. 
That sounds like a valid concern. So, I'm not saying we shouldn't investigate. I just, we know that there's something bad there. Okay. And I would just avoid it. But if you guys think it's guarding something, like it's typically in my experience, uh, if there's a trap, then there's a reason. People don't just put traps on nothing. So if if you guys think that it's worth exploring, I'm happy to go there and scout it out and see if there's someone we can get rid of the, the turny stony part. But well, we we know that it's it's um, or we we can assume it's one of the totems because the one we we found earlier on when we first went through the portal is um, was not finished in construction. Correct? Yeah, that's right. Well, whatever it is, it's possibly turning people to stone, and I think we should do our best to. Uh, help make sure that doesn't happen in the future. I agree. I'm just not sure how we're, we're going to approach it. Slowly. Other than not looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's an eyes closed thing or... Yes. Polished... Jasper. Well, I read Jasper? a story once where somebody polished his... turned to stone? Yes, we can, we can polish our... Well, what was the story, Thaimod? Uh, I read a story once where this guy wanted to fight this thing and it turned people to stone. And then he polished his shield and then used it as a mirror and then made it look into its own eyes and then it turned to stone. But I was drunk when I was reading it, so that might not be the exact story. (laughs) But that's a, if that creature looks at you, you can turn to stone, whereas we don't know what exactly makes people turn to stone with this totem. We we, Could be touching, could be... Yes, correct. All in all, we should approach with caution if we are going directly north. We don't know it doesn't turn people to stone with its eyes either. <laughs> That's, that is true. <laughs> okay, so we're going north then? Okay, north we go. How about we, <laughs> how about we scout the areas around it? Like we go northeast uh, like we were planning, and then go north, and then go northwest, and then we just have all the hexes around its uh, uh, scan, and then just to make sure nothing else is there, and then we enter that area. Sure, whatever you all think is best. It's an idea. It might not be bad to uh, make sure it isn't affecting any of the other areas around it. We are halfway to completely surveilling its uh, its borders. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, so let's proceed the way we were going to. Wait, what about a crack team of a spider woman and a bird go, and we go the other way? <laughs> Jasper flies over and lands on your shoulder and just kind of like hexes you with a noggin a couple times. Like, hey, I'm not expendable. <laughs> we'll give you a knife or something. <laughs> Human like little feet just kind of like push your cheek away. <laughs> and he flies back over to Soraya. So then like two episodes later when we when we enter that area and we see uh, and Pan watches like, hey, look, it's a statue of Jasper. Exactly. All right. So you guys are moving northeast. Yes, we are sending quarterly southeast. Okay. And you guys are moving the same way again. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. What? Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like your our exploration action. As you approach the river, you hear cawing and rustling. I knew it. It was birds the whole time. It's a whole flock of jaspers, and they're coming for you, Pond Roger. <laughs> Brianna, you were... Oh, you were defending, right? Yes. So, as you are defending, Soraya looks over 
and she sees on the front of your shield just blood dripping down it. Uh, um, Brianna, have you have you fought anything recently? What? Uh, not that I, I'm aware. Why? Um, when was the last time you cleaned your your shield? It look it looks like there's, um, ah, huh. <laughs> um, that's that's new. Does, All right. Does Brianna see it too? Yes. Just making sure it's the jungle. Maybe she has a hallucination or something. Yeah, no. yeah, I know, right? Can I look up? Like, is there, Does it look like it like dripped and splattered on? Yes. You see hung in the trees the skeletal remains of a river drake. It's like Predator. <laughs> oh, um, well, Pond Watcher should have a good day. Uh, I'm looking for a chopper. <laughs> then we have to get to it. Cloud Watcher covers himself in mud. <laughs> <laughs> they can see your heat. Um, can can I roll a medicine check to see what killed it? How long it's been dead? Something like that. Just that would be nature. Nature. Okay. Well, um, I can try that, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I have nature. It's it's. Oh, do you know what might have happened to this? It's not very hidden, by the way. Like, it's just, like, draped in the trees. I I investigated with a 27. I will assist uh, with a 25. You see that the throat has been ripped out of this river drake. Uh, it's a fresh, fairly fresh kill. So whatever killed it is probably still around. And it looks like it, it fell into the tree or was placed? Dropped. It was definitely dropped into the tree. Oh, like it was killed midair. Yes. We're looking for a big bird. Something ripped its throat Jasper's out. Jasper's fluffed himself up. <laughs> I don't like this. Maybe we should all um, proceed with some extra caution. Yes. And um, how how is the the cover where we are? Is there like are we canopied? Very much canopied. Okay. So as you all proceed with caution, every now and then you hear something moving in the trees above you. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I send Jasper up to investigate. Oh no. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. No. Um, since he has manual dexterity, I'm gonna give him a little bomb. Oh, I'm, gonna him, I'm gonna give him a, 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 um, I guess I'll give him an acid. Uh, yeah, acid splash. Okay. That way, when so. he gets eaten, we give it indigestion. <laughs> So as you, I, I, I get like a little kiss on peak. I tell him to be safe and to fly up and see what's going on. He flies up, and you all can proceed. And he's kind of flapping above you. He's so high, high above us. <laughs> Certainly not lovely. No, I couldn't go there. You hear squawking like above you, like Jasper, or like something else. No, like Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jasper. Do I have, like, a, a link to him? What's going on? He's being attacked. Bye. And he's dead. <laughs> he takes 16 damage. Ooh. Oh. Doesn't he have, like, six I, hit points? No, he has 30. No, actually, the, he gets he gets more hit points as I level up, which is pretty cool. He levels up. And he comes flying back to you, bloody. Can you make sure you mark 16 oh, no. out of his uh, Did he drop his acid flask? Can he do some damage? <laughs> he dropped it. Oh, no. On us. Yeah. <laughs> Take cover, it's raining acid. We have lost air super- superiority. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
intense stealth. Was he not sneaking? Oh no, he was. Oh, shit. He He did drop. He managed to hit it too, but you don't know what happened. And swooping oh. down oh, no. towards you oh, no. is a jungle drake. Whoa. River Drake was killed by a jungle drake. Yes. Drake on Drake violence. Yep. <laughs> Hate to see it. Oh boy. Good boy. Good boy. Just kind of like pets him and like shelters him as much as she can. <sighs> so for some reference for out of game things for the rest of the party, uh, yeah, he had a plus 10 sneak and his AC is 18 and he's coming back real bad. <laughs> Poor buddy. <laughs> but he, he, can we see that he did some damage now that the, the Drake is swooped upon us? Uh, you actually don't see any damage. Ah, shit. But what you do get to see is rolling initiative. Uh -huh. Oh, shit, so that's huge. What the fuck? <laughs> what is that? That is a jungle drake, just so you can all see what it looks like. Looks like a dragon. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely a... It can't be that big. No, 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 no. It is... <laughs> it's carrying a tree branch. So just for reference, for those of you listening, it's like the size he has it blown up to was probably about like seven squares by seven squares like that's a little much for us i think mm -hmm. but a the four by four the harder they hit i think what... <laughs> yes yep. that's exactly right okay so in terms of initiative uh brianna is apparently stunned at the sight of a a, a drake because i rolled an 11 yay oh i got a 21 that's like really good for me <laughs> nice i got 25 Right. I rolled a 23. I also got a 25. Nice. How do we do ties? Do we just choose? You just choose at this point. Okay. I choose you. Pikachu? Um, yes. What are What are you going to do? I choose Pikachu to go first. I was going to say Bulbasaur. <laughs> um, I mean, in all honesty, he, he doesn't really have much to do besides run up to it and try to attack it, so you're probably going to do a better job of that. I think you should go first. Oh. Uh, Soraya, what was your initiative? Uh, 21. You see a large jungle drake, which is a green drake, swing down from the trees using its claws. Okay. Hey. You see a smoking hole where Jasper hit it with the bomb. Good boy. And then it disappears. Oh no, we can camouflage. It is predator. Into So it gets to take actions before combat? No, this is this is narratively. It kind of comes down so you guys can see it, which is what ca causes the initiative, and then it, it it doesn't seem to be hampered by any of the underbrush or anything like that. But it is up in the tree currently. You can still see it, and let's 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 do this combat. So Temid, you're going first. Yep. Yes. Alright. Okay. <laughs> um I mean wets himself. I uh, know. Um, Understandably so. Like, Maybe it's uh, a uh, He uses alcohol lore. I'm just stalling because I don't know what to do yet. Um, yeah, so I think he's just going to... Um, Alright. He's got a... He's got, cast haste on all of them? Uh, he casts haste and instant crit on everybody. Nice. Um, and that's only one action to do both. Is that your oh, signature yeah. spell for 6th level? Uh, okay, actually, yeah, this is what he's going to do. It's a, it's a really difficult situation, and he, he thinks that this is going to be a very um, intense combat, so he, he touches his holy symbol, 
with the hand that he has his rapier with, and with his other hand, he, he puts it forward he, with the palm facing the, the dragon. He can see the, the drape, right? Oh, yeah. He can see it, and he's got line of sight to it and everything. Yeah. And effect and all that. All right, so he casts a third level spell called Searing Light. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it is a D, um, I'm sorry, my roll for that is uh, plus 12. Okay. Player magic attack stat or something? Yeah. Plus 12. 27 total. Nice. Hey. That will hit. Nice. Right. And it is on a success. Is that, is it a critical success? <laughs> no. Um, is it a fiend or is it undead? No. <laughs> Reach it now. He does 20 points of fire damage. Wow. So, like, a, a beam of fire just, like, emanates from his hand and hits this thing right in the middle of its chest, and flames just kind of spout out underneath its chin and, and almost into its mouth and everything. Now smoke is kind of, like, coming off of its chest. And it does not look happy about that. How many actions was that? Two? It was two, yeah. And your last action? <laughs> Get into melee? <laughs> uh, you know what? The risk it for the biscuit, right? He runs up on this thing. All right. And stops right. Uh, what would be, let's see. He's been adventuring with Twin Town for a while now. What would be the most advantageous place for him to, to be? Just uh, anywhere make, next to it. Anywhere next to it. Got it. Anywhere. He runs straight up straight up onto its face. All right. Twin All right. Talon. About a, about a split second after Temet gets there, Twin Talon walks up, oh. his hands up, like in a, hey, buddy, what's going on? And he's going to get adjacent to it. Okay. And then he will quick draw and strike it. Okay. <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Stab in the face. Quick draw is possibly one of my favorite things. <laughs> uh, okay. So it looks like I rolled a natural six plus 14 for 20. It is flat footed to me. Which is a minus two. Correct. That is a hit. Woo-hoo. Okay. Yes. So. I guess this thing rolls my damage too, which is garbage. So I did 14 damage. All right, and you have one more action. I will strike it again with the same weapon. All right. It is still flat. Okay, that's a 19 total. Nine plus uh, 10. That is a miss. Even versus flat-footed. Even versus flat-footed. That's unfortunate. Okay. What makes it worse is we can see. What makes it worse is we can see the uh, roll for the damage, and that would have been some sweet, juicy damage. Would have been. Yeah, an additional 21. Pond Watcher. Okay. So Pond Watcher, while we were walking around, had his, his bow Cut. And he sees it coming out, and he's like, oh, oh, Finally! Finally! And he shoots it at, over Twin Talon's head, attempting to hit the drake. He rolls a 20. That will... It's not flat-footed to... Pond watcher, right? Correct. It misses. It flies over its head. Oh, this bow is terrible. It's your fault, not mine. <laughs> okay. He, he spends an action to pull out his shellbird, and he is going to sprint up here. And that is my entire turn of being useless. Not useless. It's it's preparation. It's tactical. Yes. Yeah. It's like your dice. Your tactical six. My tactical D6. Soraya. <laughs> uh, so in her morning preparations, Soraya has been making acid flasks and um, frost vials. So she's going to chuck a moderate frost vial at this thing. Okay. Um, so it's my first attack because I can draw and throw. It's a 22. 22 will hit. Nice. Baby! 
so that's going to be 8 damage and 2 cold splash, and it is slowed 10 feet. Nice. 8 damage. So 10. It's slowed how much? Uh, it's minus 10 to its speed. Minus 10 to its speed. So 10 cold altogether. Okay. Uh, so that was her first action. She's going to do it again for her second one. Might as well. That's a 12. That's going to miss. Yes, that will miss. Uh, 12 will critically miss, actually. Oh, no. God damn it! Uh, let me draw one of those. Yes, please. Please draw one of those lovely critical miss cards and let me know what it says. Oh, I will. The running tally of crit misses is funny. It is. Um, it only has spell. It does not say for bombs, so for range. Yeah, sometimes it'll say specifically bombs, and I'm happy to do it then, but if it just says spell. Uh, until healed, you take a minus two circumstance penalty to ranged attack. Oh, no. Oh, it's called Archer. It's called Archer's Elbow. Uh, okay. Tennis Elbow. Yeah. Uh, so for her third action, she's just going to grab herself a, a batch of reagents. Okay. Or... No, Jasper's heard enough already. You sure? Okay. So, you guys move. I don't like that. (laughs) All right. Its first action is it's going to fly up and away. I have to say, I actually finally had the opportunity to get an opportunity attack, but uh, I did not select that peak. Now I'm pissed. Oh no! Same. And then it's throws out in a burst right there Uh-oh. in a 10 foot burst I need Temid Twin Talon and Pond Watcher to make a reflex save the glee in your voice is really just something else. Uh, fuck I wish I could group liberating step because with the dragon slayer oath I get a Whoever I do it to gets a plus four circumstance bonus. Shit. Well, Bomb Watcher rolled a 26. Okay. Okay. Five. Temid's a 25, and Twin Talon is a 28. Twin Talon's got a 28. All right. So you guys might not even need it. <laughs> I'll probably take something. It's not level seven yet. At level seven, I, don't, I just ignore it. Oh, cool. A, uh, Can we be level seven now? Sticky glob of green dripping spit flies from its mouth and lands directly on Twin Talon splashing Temid and Pond Watcher. However, say I would like to liberate Twin Talon. You feel this like stickiness start to burn through you but you manage to get out of the way and shake off whatever was trying to infect you. Still take damage? Nope. Yes. Yes. What the shitty dragon you are. <laughs> All right. That's what I said. Now we're just gross. Thanks a lot. <laughs> it was already gross, dragon. Silver. You're up. All right, I'm going to try to recall my bardic lore and see if I can remember anything there before. All right. Give me a give me a nature check. I'm going to use bardic lore. For All right, that's fine. 29. 29. Alright, you can ask me two questions. Does this thing have any weaknesses? No. Uh, special abilities? Oof, okay. Uh, it had. Would you like offensive special abilities or defensive special abilities? I'm all about that. It has what's called a twisting tail. If someone moves 
It's basically an attack of opportunity. So if a creature within the, the jungle drake's stinger's range, 10 feet, leaves a square during a move action it's using, it gets to make an attack at it, and if it hits, it, dis- it deals damage and disrupts the character's action. Uh, okay. Now, is this thing flying in the air right now? It is. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, I'm going to move right behind Pond Watcher. Okay. And then I will get my turn. All right. Brianna. So how far up in the air is he? Ten feet. Hmm. Okay. So I don't have reach for him. Um, okay. So I think I'm going to also move up. As my first action, I will move, say, 20 feet, a couple squares in front of... Uh, sorry, is this a bush or is this, like, under a tree? That is under a tree. All of the, the vegetation you see is a tree. They are all trees, except for the very small ones like that. Okay. Th- that's a bush. But, yes, they are under a tree. Uh, I think I'll move there, then. Okay. Shield my friends. That's my first action. Second action would be to, since I can't really reach him, um, would be to pull out one of my javelins. Is that a move action? I don't know. It's a manipulate action. It's a manipulate action. Okay. You pull out a javelin. Um, and uh, is it this one? And then I throw. Nice. For a 23. You hit the jungle drink for, for five. Five damage. Um, let me just double check to see if I have any pluses because I took an oath. Nope. I think it's just your liberating step that gets your bonuses. Yeah, if I were, if it was distributing strike or whatever. If it was a different type of uh, champion, yes, but unfortunately I am not. So, for five damage. Five piercing damage. Temid. All right. Uh, so, uh, question for the GM and for the rest of the crew here. Um, do we all think that mental damage would affect a dragon what damage or a drake mental yeah i think it yeah. would i mean it's got a brain it's not undead mindless. so i'm thinking um crisis of faith and because they're they're dragon deities like for example the hawk right um so yeah he's gonna he's gonna clutch his his uh symbol again and he's just gonna cast crisis of faith on this thing and so he assaults the target's faith, riddling the creature with doubt and mental turmoil that deals 66 mental damage. Or 68 mental damage if it can cast divine spells. Um, it has a will save, the DC's 22. Will save. I will tell you, this is its worst save. Oh boy. The sound of that. <laughs> and also, dragons are smart, but drakes are like the stupid cousins of dragons. What so is the will save? I enough for this to work, but I know it's not that DC is 22. It passes. Okay, so since it passes, the target takes half damage. Okay. Would you like me to roll 5d6 or uh, 68? I mean, 66 or 68? 66. Does not cast divine spells? It does not cast spells. Takes 7 mental damage. Oh, dear. Not not great. Two ones and sixes. That's it? Twin Talon? Oh, oh, no. I'm sorry. I still have one more. Yeah, you have one more action. And for his final action, he... Oh, you know what? No, no. He, ke- he keeps the he keeps attacking it. Like, he gets up close so that Twin Talon can get possibly get another sneak attack. Is it too high okay. in the air for us to hit it from the ground? Oh, yeah. Is yeah. It? Oh, then, yeah, he casts shield over. Okay. Twin Talon. Oh. 
This Drake is flapping into the sky. Okay, Pond Watcher is next, right? Pond Watcher has a halberd that has the reach on it. Yep. Okay, so Twin Talon's gonna pat Pond Watcher on the back, and he'll be like, "This is what you've always waited for. Get him!" And Twin Talon is going to let Pond Watcher go first. So you're delaying. Whatever the new term is for Second Edition, I want to go after Pond Watcher now. Okay. So there's ready, which costs two actions, two ready and action, or you can delay till after Pond Watcher. Delay. Which doesn't. All right. So you just move an additional. Pond Watcher. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so, here's what I want. <laughs> First, I, I would like to rage. Okay. And then, what are the rules about leap? Is leap an action? It is. It's a single uh, action of a move action. You can jump up, like, two feet. Well, Pond Watcher has a vertical leap of seven feet. <laughs> <laughs> While he's raging. Because I have two feats, Powerful Leaf and Raging Man. Okay. Okay. So I also, I have a 10-foot horizontal leap and a 7-foot vertical leap. Um, Okay. Okay, but maybe I'll do that next turn because I don't need to do that now. I'm going to do a, uh, yeah, no, I'm just going to, I can just get to him in a single move action. Okay. And I'm going to attack with the Halberd after Raging. And then next turn, maybe I'll jump onto his head. I don't know. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh. I have an idea. I have a question. Is there a way I can, like, aid to give him a boost of some kind where, like, I can, like, ready my shield so he can, like, use it as a step off? Sure. I'll let you do that. Yeah. So he runs through Brianna's square <laughs> and then does an anime leap off her shield. <laughs> uh, and we'll swing. 22. That will hit. Yes. So that is 8. Piercing damage and four cold damage. All right. Is that Dra- it? The Drake does not look happy about it. I like to imagine that he just kind of flies under him and pokes upwards and then kind of lands next to it. You drag your uh, halberd along its stomach, opening a gash into it. Twin Talon, would you like to go now? I would. So, um, Twin Talon has a feat called Combat Climber, which allows him to basically climb while he still has a sword in his hand. So he would like to take an action, uh, basically to climb up the tree that he's next to. Yep. And then he'd take take an action to basically run along the branches so he's pretty much above Temid. Okay. And then he will take a stab at the Drake, who is now flat-footed since Pond Watcher is threatened. 33. Does a 33 in his flat-footed AC? (laughs) (laughs) I would hope so. It crits. Yes! 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 Well, not drawn from the virtual deck. Let's try this. Piercing. Uh, bicep wound. The target is enfeebled one until healed. So it's double damage, and he is enfeebled one. Nice. So awesome. double damage would be 22. Uh, that would just, that's supposed to be my regular damage. doesn't include my sneak attack. 22 will bring him to zero exactly. Well, he takes an extra 18. Oh, darn. I wanted to give you my fancy music. 19. Damn. All right, so... 40 damage there, I think. Yeah, that's exactly 40. You jump off of the tree to stab at it, and you land true as it's bending down to take a swipe at Pond Watcher because he just opened its belly. You come down on the back of its neck, severing it as its head is lopped off. It rolls to the ground. I'll, uh, as I, as I land, I will pat Pond Watcher on the shoulder. I'm like, good job! And then he will wipe his sword off and, and sheathe it. Question for, walk away. for the GM. Yeah. Are Drake's good eaten? 
Uh, I was just going to say that. You guys don't have to hunt for dinner tonight or use any rations. Once you clean out that, you know, venom that it has, as it is slightly acidic, a good little cook on it, you know, you can you can clear it out, and, you know, eat, get some good eatings out of it. On Watcher, you get to uh, feast on the flesh of dragons. Finally, everything <laughs> is coming together. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Pond Watcher. I was gonna say that. <laughs> Maybe this continent's not so bad after all. Ved walks up behind Brianna and he says, um, Corvosans sure do like to lop off the heads of dragons, don't you? Um, it, it seems that way. It, it must be a, a signature Corvosa thing. We, we do have uh, house drakes there to, to deal with. Uh, they're a little bit pesky, but uh, they tend to just uh, take care of the imps that also um, run around after the academy. Anyway, I'm I'm rambling. Forgive me. <laughs> spiders, right? Spiders and bugs. Other bugs. Y- y- yes? What? Like how spiders take, like, eat, eat other insects? Oh, yes. The drakes eat the imps. Hmm? And uh, Twin Talon, as they're talking about this, will kind of sigh. And it'll be like, I miss Majenko. <laughs> uh, what's Majenko? So, Majenko, um, there, when I was younger in Corvosa, there was this little house drake called uh, the Magnificent Majenko. <laughs> uh, or Majenko the Magnificent? I, yes. I, don't know, I think that's it. And um, he took a liking to me. He, my brother and his friends rescued him. Uh, but he ended up hanging out with me because I was uh, sick and he had some healing abilities and we got to be friends and we hung out for a good long time before he, uh, he decided to do other things. Well, I mean, I... I was busy with other things. We grew apart. It's it's sad sometimes. Friends grow apart, but uh, and there's times like this where you just kind of miss your old friend. It puts an arm on his shoulder, and uh, you know, it just kind of says, "Well, you've made some new friends here, and you know we're we'll keep you company." Thanks, Demon. Sorry, is I mean, I tearfully nodding along as bathe, as she's bathing Jasper in an elixir of life. No, <laughs> you, you still have some old friends here too. I know, but just because I have new friends or I continue to have friends doesn't mean I can't miss the people that we left behind. Drink to the Magnificent Jemenko or whatever that thing's called. Majenko that Magnificent. (laughs) And I'll drink to that. Whatever. That's what I said. (laughs) So about ten minutes later, Renuli shows up and is like, Oh, I I ran into some river drakes. And and then she looks down at the body of uh, of the forest drake or the jungle drake and she's like, I see you found what was attacking them. Um, Spit, we're turning it. Yeah. (laughs) Just so you know, that is a, it's large, so it is a large spit that you're turning it on. Tree. It's just a, it's a halberd. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A halberd. We're drying other bits for, for smoking turkey. My other would have been so proud. (laughs) So with that, you guys camp for the evening and we will call it here with our heroes defeating the jungle drakes and being able to camp for the evening what will happen next what will they find where will they go now find out the answers to these questions and more on the next episode of the cracked die podcast and now a word from our sponsors okay now, where did we leave off? Oh yeah, the Age of Anguish. We just got there, didn't we? Huh. 
I forget sometimes you ain't too good with that book learning. I keep putting AR after numbers, and you probably don't even know what that means, do you? <laughs> AR is an abbreviation for Absalom Reckoning. You know, that's, uh, that's the founding date of Absalom, or the city at the center of the world. The site where everything happens. <laughs> anyway, the age of anguish is about 800 years. From minus 4294 AR, when the dust finally cleared from the sky due to Earthfall, to around, I don't know, minus 3470 AR, roughly. <laughs> this time was marked by conflict. In uh, minus 4202 AR, the gnomes came to the inner sea region through a magical portal from the Fey Realms of the First World. Again, we can talk about the Fey World and the First World, or whatever they call it, in time, but just know that gnomes left the First World due to some unknown danger. And finally, in minus 4120 AR, the first human civilization since Earthfall came about, just the, in the Jiscosta Imperium. Now, the Jocasta lasted for a long time, but the, the language became the basis of alphabets for Varesian and Talzane. However, they fell as many great civilizations do by expanding too far and having pressure from their new neighbors that they get. <laughs> well, then in minus 3923, the gods got active. Sarenraim smited the city of Nishbrar because the evil Rovagug you know Rovagug, right? Rovagug, the chaotic evil god of destruction, disaster, and wrath? Yeah, well, Sarenrae smote the city with her scimitar, destroying it completely, and tore a gas in the earth that became known as the Pit of Gormuz. A few months later, from that pit, the first spawn of Rovagug, Olnot, came about. Olnot was said to be a hulking three-eyed monstrosity with four wings, ten limbs, all those limbs tipped with blades and black mirrored carapace. Its single great horn was said to absorb arcane energy and reflect it back to the caster in forms of horrific, literally heart-stopping terror. You know, no big deal or anything. Well, after that, in minus 3708 AR, the dwarves and the orcs, well, they went at it again. And this time, the orcs won. The orc warlord Belskin conquered the dwarf Sky Citadel of Kolkodar. Now, this was a big deal. The, uh, the Sky Citadels are mighty dwarven fortresses. They were built when the dwarves first emerged to the surface from their quest for Sky. So losing one was a big deal. It's said that there were only ten citadels ever built in total. However, you know, if we look around, there's only five that remain. You might know Kolkadar as its new name, Ugir. Losing the Battle of the Nine Stones was rough for the dwarves, driving them crazy to this day. Finally, in minus 3502 AR, Old Man Jatembe and the Ten Magic Warriors returned to the Mwangi Expanse to bring back wizardry and light to civilization. It's said that they inspire the formation of the Shuri Empire. Again, we could talk about the Shuri forever, and we can come back to them. So, after that, we get to the Age of Destiny. This is where things really start to pick up for all of us regular folk. That's when the world starts to get shaped as we know it today. But, again, another night 
we can continue this history lesson. For now, I need to sleep. Maybe we won't be attacked by goblins tonight. Here's hoping. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path, are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.